0: Mr. Tim Hewitt is going to be speaking to us this morning. Our senior pastor, Jamie Miller, is on sabbatical. And so we've had an awesome lineup of guest speakers coming. And just the, the next one, this is like the, you know, like heavy hitters. It's like if you're a pitcher, it's like an all star lineup of batters. And so Tim is going to be speaking to us this morning. And he is our core, uh, he's kind of like Batman in, in a way. And that he, by day, he is a, a marketer, and he's a dad and a husband, and coaching soccer teams, and all these things. And by night, he's like he and his family all together, like Jesus loving evangelist disciple makers, changing the world. So let me pray for Tim, and then we'll uh, we'll let him go. God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for Tim, Lord. We pray that you would fill him with your Spirit right now, and that you would release the word that you have given him for us this morning, Father. Pray your blessing. Uh, on this time. Let us be hungry listeners. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give it up for Thank Tim. You.
1: Thanks, guys. Wow, Batman. It's a lot to live up to, buddy. Thank you. Um, yeah, but my name is Tim Hewitt. I'm really, really glad to be here. Honestly, it's like exciting. I love it. Um, there's something in digging into God's Word and, and getting ready for things like this that just uh, is life-giving. And um, I've been through this process a few times, and every once in a while they'll will let me out of the cage to come up here, and I always I always love it. I just love it. I love bringing the word. I like hearing new things from God. So this always, you know, you get along with Jesus and you get along with Father God, and you just hear so many new things. You realize uh, what you've been through with Him and what I've been through with you guys too. And it's just um, I just get new life again. I get a second wind again in my spirit. So this is uh, for today. I want to I want to share a new word. I think um, it's probably you probably heard it before, but it's. it's it's new for me. It's a different take on some things I've heard before. Um, if you don't know me, yeah, I love the lost. Um, I really love the lost, you know, because I was really lost at one time. And Jesus did save my life. And I'll share a little bit about that in a minute. Uh, so every message I ever share will have some of the gospel in it and, and something about what God has done and, and what Jesus did specifically. So I'd love to pray real quick over you guys and just uh, that uh, I'm just going to pray. Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father, for your goodness, God. Just even worshiping you this morning, that we can come as we are, Lord God. Uh, that, you know, Father God, you're good. All these reminders, God, of your goodness and your presence is here in a big way, Jesus. So just open our eyes to see you, God. Open our ears to hear your voice today. Open our hearts and our minds to be transformed and be renewed today, God. We need you desperately, Holy Spirit, to fill this place and fill our hearts. And we welcome you here, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. So cool. Um, those of you who don't know me yet, um, I'm married to an, an awesome uh, woman, Lisa, who uh, without her, I can do none of this. Uh, she's probably going to be the one who has have to fly me today to keep me on track if I kind of wander a little bit up here and stuff. But I can't do anything without my wife, and God's really blessed me with her and us with three incredible kids, Chloe, Campbell, and Christian, somewhere around here, too. And, and um, you know, we've been super blessed by God in every way in our family, and I'm very, very grateful. And, uh, in fact, even coming back here to CF, we came here to CF in the end of 2006 uh, from California, and it has been a crazy wild journey uh, since I can't believe it's been that long already. Um, but our kids have grown up here, basically. We've grown up here in some new ways uh, at Christ Fellowship, and um, so that is why I'm up here, because of the changes that have happened in our lives. That's why we lead CORE, uh, because of the call and because of what Christ has done in our lives here. So. Um, get ready if you're new here, because God's going to do something amazing in your life, and it's a good thing. And so um, it's all about walking out life here in community. With Most of you guys at one time or another in core and life group and some other way we walked out, and it, there's some new relationships too, and, and um, it's great to be here with you guys. So um, and as, as I put this message together, um, to be honest with you, during that time, it's been about six weeks where it's kind of been brewing, right? There's been a whole lot going on in culture. A whole lot in society and across the world. And, you know, from the the Supreme Court ruling on marriage to, you know, persecution and terrorism I see throughout the world, uh, to even recently, Oklahoma uh, State Supreme Court took down, is ordered to take down the Ten Commandments at the state capitol in Oklahoma. Um, I kind of was processing this stuff and thinking about it. And at times, to be honest with you, in moments, I get a little crippled, a little fearful, a little worried, because I feel like we're under attack at times. But you know, um, that godly principles and the kingdom and stuff is kind of under attack. But in reality, as I got ready to, to pray about this message and, and kind of take all this in and process it with Jesus, um, the truth is, uh, in reality, we're not a part of just this place, just this government, just this country. We are all a part of something bigger, a different kingdom, a different place, a kingdom of heaven. And it reminded me again that Jesus is still on the throne. God is still on the throne. Jesus reigns. We are a part of this family, a part of this kingdom, and it is glorious and great. And it also reminded me that Jesus loves everybody, you know? I was so lost, like I mentioned a minute ago. And um, he's asking us to love people that same way, the same way he loves us. He calls everybody. Every, his DNA is in every single human soul on this planet. It just needs to be called out, activated. And um, so we have to love like Christ loves us, and that will change the planet that will change the earth. It will bring his kingdom to this planet. So I um, just want to remind us of that, okay? And um, he's going to show us how to do that, though. We can't do it on our own. You can't love the unlovely. Or it, I, cannot, I cannot even reach across the aisle and love the person I used to be if I didn't have Jesus in my life, if I didn't have more. This has been a series on more in everyday life, and this message is basically the call to follow me, this word. I got this for CORE last year, this, this term, follow me, and it really made me remember my testimony because it's a key part of my testimony, too. That word, follow me, is learning to hear God in everyday life more. we got to hear his voice. We have to hear his voice more. We need more Jesus in our lives to do this thing. We need more of his grace, more of his love, more of his presence. And we need more of his voice, his voice, teaching us how to do all these things. So I want to share a little bit about that. and You know, in reality, if you didn't come from a background where uh, they're taught that God speaks, I'm just here to tell you, He speaks, He still speaks. Uh, He spoke in the beginning, and He's still speaking today. And He reaches across His kingdom into this place and calls every one of us. He has spoken to every single one of you in this room in some way or another. He definitely spoke to me, and I'm going to share a little bit about that in a minute, what He said to me in the beginning. And I love how the messages have been coming across the last couple of months, and there's something going on, there's definitely a thread, a theme that's been happening. And, you know, I've been blessed with Brian and, and blessed with so many of the other guys from the Antioch movement. Um, Brent Pennington came and spoke about God speaking all things into existence and that calling. It just resonated with me. I just knew it was a part of this, this whole thing that God's doing. And then, uh, Kristen, last week on the intimacy of God thing, just that key, key piece of being close to Jesus. Uh, Jamie preaches it all the time, right? It's so important to draw close to Jesus and be intimate with him. And it's, it's a key, key piece of. Being able to hear his voice is that alone time with Christ and with Father God. And um, so he's telling us something about himself during this, this time. And I think it's a return uh, to believing that he speaks to us and he sees us. And we've even had, we even had a reminder yesterday. I had a text message come from one of you guys that was just about this time. And, and it was just what I needed to hear. And we met with a couple. Lisa and I got to meet with somebody yesterday. And it was just this one phrase that, that God sees us and God knows, you know? There's something in the power of God speaking to us that gives us life again to keep carrying forward, and um, so God's voice, in fact, is a big part of my testimony. It's huge. I'm going to share that in just a second, and um, but first I want to kind of take it back to the beginning, and it's going back to John 1:1, 1, 1, and actually I'm going to read John 1 through 5, and it's about the Jesus in the beginning. It says this: In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Nothing Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. I love the scripture. I love how it introduces Jesus as the Logos word of God, the God who's personal, the God who walks among us, the God who becomes in flesh and, and becomes one of us. Um, I just love that piece of Jesus. In the first, the last four words of verse 1, identifies uh, Jesus as God himself. That's a big paradigm shift for many people if you don't understand the Trinity yet, but he is God himself, and he is equal to the Father, right? He's equal, but he's distinct. And I love all three of the Trinity. You know, you grow to love that triune love of God. You You need it. You need all three parts of the Trinity. And I just love that Jesus walked among us, that he still walks among us. He's here in this room today, inside of each one of you, and he's still walking the aisles every time we worship him. He's here. He's here. He's present. And this is the Jesus I want to talk about today, um, how he enters our world. He'll enter anyone's world, wherever they are, and walk among them and reach out to them. Look at the scriptures. Look at what he does. And he is that Logos word of God. But he's also, at the same time, the scripture talks about the rhema word of God, the spoken word of God, that he speaks all things into existence. And um, the, the uh, Greek word is rhema, which literally means an utterance or a thing said by God, uh, Rama is the revealed Word of God, an utterance from God to the heart of the believer, the receiver, through the Holy Spirit. So he's real, he's personal, he's speaking always, and in fact, we also, you know, he met me in that, and I'm going to share that, that story in just a second, but he's also, it's that written Word of God that we need, it's life-giving, it's the bread, you know, it's everything we need, and he wants to meet us in all those ways, and that's a big part of my testimony, and um, I'm going to kind of take you somewhere uh, here. And it's going back uh, probably about 1991. And I, you know, you pro- some of you guys have heard my full testimony. This is just going to be a little short window, and in it's one, one point in time. But it's a bar in Dallas, okay, in Deep Ellum, um, in East Dallas. And Jesus Christ, the living Word of God, walked into this bar, and he wasn't repulsed by the smell of alcohol. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't offended by the sin he saw in the room. And I was at a table with a bunch of friends. I was in bands. I played in music clubs and stuff, and. I was at a table and I was drinking, I was you know, partying, I was living the life I'd lived for a decade already at that point. I uh, started as a real young man and I was lost and I was desperate and I, was, I, was, I didn't want to live anymore. But for some reason, he chose to walk into that place personally and find me. And um, I'm sitting at a table with a bunch of friends and all of a sudden, I mean, it's loud, there's music, there's everything going on. There's probably two or three hundred people in the place and it just gets quiet to me personally. He comes and meets me and he says these words. And, you know, what it was, was he's on a rescue mission. You know, he always goes out and looks to and fro, and he's finding people to go rescue and speak to and break through, and that was me. He had come to find me and come to rescue me out of a life of despair and take me home, and I've been home ever since with him. I stray and stuff, yeah, but he has kept me close, and I'm so appreciative of Jesus. Here's the words, he said, literally. I heard these words as clear as day, as clear as I'm speaking to you right now. He said this. He said, Tim, he called me by name. He said, stop what you're doing or you're going to die. And I just felt the weight of that. I felt fear. I felt the severity of it. And I felt the reality. I knew he knew me. He knew what I'd been doing. He knew I'd thought about killing myself. He knew that I'd tried to push myself to the end. I'd taken everything, every conceivable sin, I'd pushed it. I tried to pursue everything you can ever pursue, uh, the you know, things of this world, to, to, find a, to fill a void that was in my life. And just like Solomon, I'd found that every single one of those things was meaningless. But I kept pursuing it because I, no, I didn't know how to change it. I didn't know how to change it. So he said that, stop what you're doing or you're going to die. But in the very next phrase, and this is how loving he is, he said, but follow me and you will live. And immediately, this is so weird, I knew it was Jesus. I just knew it was him. I just recognized him and I was drawn to him. And I knew in a second, I said, yes, I said, yes, I'll follow you. I would have been desperate to find life. And I said yes to him. And, um, you know, I'd been loving recklessly for 10 years, right? I'd always been pushing it. I didn't want to live. I was, I was suicidal, like I said before. I had been desperate to have father. You know, I hadn't, my dad left when I was six years old, as many of you know. And, and I, just needed, I just needed to hear his love for me in that moment. And it made all the difference. Um, the hopelessness that was there in that moment was gone in an instant. I got up the next day. It was the beginning of something brand new in my life. I literally woke up. I told my friends right there and there that I couldn't do this anymore. And they just kind of blew me off. They laughed, and they because they just knew I, I was I was the one who would always call them into this stuff. And, and the next day I got up, and there was a burden lifted off of me. You know, the addiction was gone. Ten years of addiction to drugs and alcohol was gone in an instant. Did I have still have things to work on? Yeah. Do I still? Yes. But he had to come through and rescue and deliver me from some things. And it started this whole thing with him. I was at a UTA at the time, and. That was the very first time. I literally never read the Bible. I never heard the words, follow me. And I'm going to talk to you about the scripture in a second that, where, he, where he says that literally. i never heard those words uh, until that night, but I've heard them a thousand times since. And I need to keep hearing those words, follow me, time and time again through all the seasons of life. Um, I wanted that life that he had to offer me right then. He said I would live, and I wanted life. I wanted real life. And ultimately, I wanted his friendship, and I wanted his love, and that's what he gave me. And it started this long love relationship with Christ. Um, at that time, all I had, literally the only Bible I had was an Old New Testament, King James Version that my grandfather gave me when I was five. I took that thing in the UTA library, I was in school still, and I started going to corners and just reading that thing voraciously. It was like water, it was like food, it was like air. I, just, I was desperate for, to hear those words over me, to read those words back to him, to pray. And then it began to kind of almost like spill out. You know, I began to, it freaked my friends out because it was like a radical, crazy difference, something, you know, this I was different, I was a different person, and uh, a lot of them bailed out on me, I had a few that stuck, stuck with me, and hung with me, and as I went through this, the change, <laughs> I literally became a new person, and, um, but Jesus was very, very, very real to me, because he came and talked to me, right, and so I began to just kind of carry him around with me, you know, I, I began to, I was part of a crowd there at UTA that was really liberal, and crazy, and wild, and, uh, a lot of Wiccans, a lot of Satanists, a lot of uh, New Agers. Um, I was part of a pro-choice group, and then I became part of a pro-life group. And we still had all these friends, and there was all these salvations happening in life. And it was just because Christ Jesus himself was walking around as the Logos Word of God with me. And that's what he wants to do with you guys, too, is just walk around with you. Have you, have you take him everywhere you go. It's simple. It's really just him alive in you. And so I'm going to read you the scripture from Matthew four eighteen through 22, And it's Jesus calling his first disciples, right? It says this. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to make you fisher of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. At once they left their nets and followed him immediately. Going on from there, he saw two brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, they were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing their nets because they were fishermen too. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. And I've always wondered, literally, what it was like to be those guys, right? The first disciples that Jesus walks up to and encounters and, and calls, and they immediately leave everything. You know, they left their families. They left their profession. Uh, they left everything to follow Jesus in an instant, you know, of vocations, community, all of it. And most gave their very lives to respond to Jesus. Literally all these guys, except for John, did. Um, And it involves the same thing for us. It's a great deal. It involves a great deal. It costs us a lot to follow Jesus. And there's a book out now by David Platt. It's called Follow Me. He's the guy who wrote Radical, which was incredible. I'd read it if you haven't read it, Radical. Um, This one is uh, chapter one. I want to read a little section real quick. It's about this, about the first disciples. And it says, the initial call to Christ is an inevitable call to die. Such a call has been clear since the beginning of Christianity. Four fishermen stood by the sea in the first century. When when Jesus approached them, he said, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. With that, Jesus beckoned these men to leave behind their professions, their possessions, their dreams, their ambitions, family, friends, safety, and security. He bid them to abandon everything. If anyone is going to follow me, he must deny himself. Jesus would say repeatedly throughout his ministry, deny yourself. I love this part right here. In a world where everything revolves around self, protect yourself, promote yourself, preserve yourself, entertain yourself, comfort yourself, take care of yourself, Jesus says, slay yourself. It's heavy. It's awesome. I love it. It resonates in my spirit and my bones. And that's exactly what happened. According to Scripture and tradition, these four fishermen paid a steep price for following Jesus Peter was crucified upside down. Andrew was crucified in Greece. James was literally beheaded, and John was exiled unto Patmos, the Isle of Patmos. Yet they believed it was worth the cost. In Jesus, these men found something worth losing everything for. Christ. They encountered in Christ. They found a love that surpassed comprehension, a satisfaction that superseded circumstances, and a purpose that transcended every possible pursuit in this world. They eagerly, willingly, and gladly lost their lives in order to know follow, and proclaim him. In the footsteps of Jesus, these first disciples discovered a path worth giving their lives to tread. Does that get you worked up at all? Does it scare you? It just gets, me, it gets my heart pumping, you know. And, um, yeah, and then I had to go back and remember again my own testimony. I didn't even realize it. I never, I never connect the dots sometimes until I, I kind of have to get along with Jesus. And he shows me, yeah, I said that to you too, right? I said, follow me. You remember those words? I literally had him say that to me last week. And uh, Matthew sixteen twenty-four through 25 said this. This is another reminder straight from Jesus' mouth. He said this to his disciples. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But Whoever loses his life for me will find it. And that is true. That is so true. Um, following him for me has involved a lot of sacrifice. Um... You know, there's times, I'm ai I'm am always, I was real career-driven before, I still am, probably. Um, you know, I'm always pursuing things and stuff like that, I always kind of feel like there's more, and God's had to transform that in the kind of the flesh and stuff, and how he made me into some spiritual things, too, to seek more from him always. and But it's involved laying down our lives, sometimes for our children. You know, since we've been in a community here at, at CF, I haven't left, like I used to leave, we used to travel, we used to go move here for this job, move there for that job, We stayed for eight years, almost nine. That's the longest we've been in one place. And that's because of the community, because of getting deep here and finding Christ here and seeing Him at work. Literally, we moved from California back in 06. Um, A lot of you guys prayed with us during that time. A lot of you guys really stood by us and spoke life into us. We had had a house in California, and um, it was at the very beginning of the housing crisis. And we literally, at that time, Lisa had gotten pregnant with uh, Campbell, our youngest, and it was a heart thing that kicked in with Lisa out in California where it was pretty iffy if Lisa was going to make it and if Campbell was going to make it through the pregnancy. During that time of crying out to God in California, we were just seeking, we had no community either, you know, and I've said this before, um, but we came back here. God said, move back to Fort Worth. So I've literally put the house on the market, turned into a resignation at work, and moved them back. And we had a house out there for two years, and you guys stood by us. So many of you guys spoke life, prayed over us, believed with us that it would sell, and it sucked every bit of our money because we weren't going to walk away from it. We were trying to do it right and sell it, and the odds were stacked against us. It was literally at the very end. We had had all this prayer and stuff, and at the very end, it was going to go on the foreclosure steps on a Monday. And then uh, you guys praying with us, speaking over us. On a Saturday, we got a cash buyer, and we came back into church and told people that following week, and there was massive celebration. It was so encouraging to see in a community God's Word come forth and the truth happened, and God come through in a big way. And we've always appreciated that. It was like a breakthrough thing for us that kind of established us here. It told us that that thing is going to go away. The past is old. Behold, there's something new. So that was kind of the beginning. That was literally our first two years here at CF. And, uh, but we stayed because we've seen the fruit. You know, We've stayed because we've you know, gotten a life group. We've had the best relationships, a love Life group. I love the people in our life group, what we've walked through together, what we've prayed for each other, what we've spoken over each other. Um, it's been a life changing thing for us. But this walk also involves inconvenience. Can I say that? I mean, it's not convenient. So if that's what you want in a walk with Jesus, it's not going uh, to happen. You can't always do what you want anymore. It's not your life anymore. You're laying it down for Christ. And Christ is going to call you to some things that are pretty inconvenient to people that may be inconvenient. But he loves them, and you're Christ to them many times. And so, get ready for the inconvenience. But um, it's no—I've chosen. I've tried the world, right? There's so many things in the world that calls you out, and the world doesn't expect a whole lot of you, right? I mean, it's a lot easier probably to go back into the world and just live there. But it is terrible. It's nowhere near as gratifying, you know. It's nowhere near as life-giving. There's so much inspiration I've seen. There's so many miracles I've seen. I've seen the reality of the kingdom of God here in this place and in our lives since saying yes to him. And I would never go back. I never want to go back to that life anymore. Um, And it is a laying down of your life for others and for him. And there's an inheritance in that. And life is very good. And I personally, you know, when I read those words where Jesus says, well done, good and faithful servant, I don't want to hear him. I'm desperate to hear that from him. It's not a works thing. It's not a works thing. I also want to even say, I knew you. I know you. There's no doubt I know you. And I'm wanting that for all you guys, too, that you would hear, well done, good and faithful servant, straight from his lips, and you would hear that I know you. And I hear it. I heard the words yesterday. It's something that was from him, from somebody else. And I know that he knows us, and I know that he still speaks to us. Um, So, yeah, that narrow road of following Christ is hard sometimes, right? It's full of pain and pressure sometimes. There's tribulation. There's literally persecution We've had it easy here in this country, compared to the, relatively compared to the rest of the world. Um, but it can come in moments when you stand for Christ. It can come. And uh, you look at our culture, you look at our society, and you'll see little hints of it We're already beginning. So the older I get, the more I realize this truth from Matthew 4.4, 4, that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It is like bread. It is like food. It is like air. we have to have the words of God spoken over us and we have to hear it we have to meet him and we have to get it from each other too um, it's a matter of life and death it truly is to stay on this path to stay close to Jesus to hear his words over us we need to hear his rhema words over us we need to meet him as the logos present word of God and when we find ourselves in a dark place we need to be rescued again. You know, if we don't stay close to Jesus, we can become distant, right? I've done it, done it numerous times. I've had to have to follow me back in my life so many times because I've strayed. And that's where sin can get a place in our lives, right? And we can mess up. Intimacy can totally be damaged. Uh, Usually it's from just our side. I don't think Jesus is ever very far at all. And um, and time can be lost. It's like you can waste time by not staying close to Jesus because he's always on time. He always has something for you. He always has the next thing, the next word, the next piece of life he wants to give you. So um, when we stray from God, life can become tough there. But I want to say this, there can be guilt and shame. I've felt it so many times in my life, and it can cause me temporary separation from God. But I'll say this, the Lord is always, always right here, right next to you, all around you, still in your heart too. And he's always saying, uh, he's always calling us back to him. He's always saying, um, I, want to, I want you to follow me again, come to me. And he's always calling us back to his peace. That's the other word I heard. Follow me, and I heard um, peace be to you as a part of this message. So I want you to take. I want to share something with you real quick. In just a second, the video is from the series AD, and it's about the, the Acts. It's, it's about Acts, basically. It's the first disciples. It's, and this scene specifically is right after uh, Jesus. The tomb has been opened, and Jesus is gone. They discover uh, Peter, uh, John, and, and Mary has, has found that Jesus' body is gone. So they're huddled in this place waiting to figure out what to do next and what what are they going to make of all this. And I, I especially love this scene between Peter and Jesus. So if you check this out, see if you identify with it. Man, I saw that when I first saw that uh, clip. It reminded me of myself so often with Jesus, you know, just feeling shame and distant. And um, I still needed to hear that. Peace be unto you again, you know, that I can be restored in an instant. God doesn't, you know, He doesn't need an explanation, He just needs the. I'm sorry, you know. It's just like any relationship. Jesus just calls us back to him. And so those words, peace be unto you, peace be to you, however you want to hear that today. Any of you guys who are distant, remote, feel, feel like you're separated from Christ, um, he's calling you back to that. He's calling you back to wholeness in a relationship and can ha- happen in an instant. It's happened to me time and time again. And I just want to read this scripture, John 20, 19 through 20, which is basically this story. It says, On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders. Jesus came and stood among them and said, "'Peace be to you.' After this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, "'Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you.' And with that, he breathed on them and said, "'Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they will not be forgiven.' I need Jesus like this, guys. You need Jesus like this, guys. We need to be overjoyed when we see him come into the room, right? And we need to hear him encourage us with these words. We need to hear his words of forgiveness when we fall short. I have to have it. I have to be close to him again. And I have to hear those words, peace be with you. And um, going back to the speaking thing. So I've said that he speaks personally. He speaks through his word. He will speak through other people. And I've mentioned that on the house thing. Going through CORE, when Lisa and I went through CORE, uh, one of the, the treats that we have in CORE and LAUNCH is Joe Ewing coming in and speaking over, us, uh, over the students, and I'd probably say that's probably one of the biggest, biggest apex moments for most people that go through CORE, is when Joe Ewing comes in from Scotland, he's part of the Antioch Movement, they call him Papa Joe, and he's a prophet. And um, there was a time, she, a couple of years after the house thing happened, I, um, I was going to CORE that night, and literally two hours before I came to CORE I was laid off from a job. So I was shaking. I'd had the security blanket, you know, pulled off of me. I'd had the rug pulled up from under my feet. And I went to CORE and uh, the, fr- the thing that Joe said, so I was kind of struggling with that and stuff that night. And Joe walked up to me and the word he said, the first thing was, Tim, I see a desk that's been wiped clean. But behold, God is going to fill that desk with more than you can handle. And I just, I needed that word from God straight through Joe at that, that moment. It's, it's crazy how many things like that happened in that. And then launched the next year. So God said, go from CORE to launch and begin to pray about church planning. And, and, you know, like I said, like Brian said, I'm a marketer, so. But I do, I, I, I don't know, I dream about it, so we'll see. But I went, I went through launch, and the next year, uh, Joe, he knows my heart for evangelism. I mean, God does. But through Joe, he came up to me and he said, Tim, um, you'll see thousands, if not millions, come to Jesus. And it just stirred my heart. It just propelled me forward into the things that God is calling me to. And I need those words. You need those words from, from the Lord and from, through people. He speaks so often through people. During that same time, post-layoff, I'm I'm trying to build a business, a marketing business, and I would go and run. And this was daily bread living for about six years, praying for God to provide for us. I'd never been in that mode. I'd been on the corporate side all my life. During that time, I would run the river trails along Overton Ridge over here by the river. And uh, I would pray these words. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me, and you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runneth over, and surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever." And I would pray that to him. I would read his word. I would pray that to him. And he would pray it over me. It was like I was running. I was seeing these things. And I would just feel him say those things to me. And I knew it was the truth. It was, it, was, it was the word of God changing my life and giving me hope to believe for another day. And we need that. So he speaks personally one-on-one, right? He speaks through his written word. He speaks through other believers. He speaks through our circumstances even. And he never stops talking to us. And I want to read you a chapter. This is a book we, we use in CORE called Celebration of Discipline. And it is on meditation, but this little passage caught my eye this week, and I want to read it over you guys. The old priest Eli knew how to listen to God and helped the young boy Samuel know the word of the Lord. Elijah spent many a day and night in the wilderness learning to discern the still small voice of Yahweh. Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up and heard his voice saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Jeremiah discovered the word. I love this. Jeremiah discovered the word of God to be a burning fire shut up in my bones. They were, these were people who were close to the heart of God. Um, so marches on this great cloud of witnesses. These are people who were close to the heart of God. God spoke to them not because they had special abilities, but because they were willing to listen. So I just want to encourage you guys today to listen, to hear God speak, to believe that he still talks to you personally, calls you by name says follow me and says peace be to you no matter what you're going through right now i want you to know that um like i said miracles life group has been a a key piece of our life core and launch have been living on mission here with you guys going on treasure hunts hearing god speak miraculous crazy breakthrough stories go to the treasure hunt if you've never been on one go hear god he will speak to you about somebody and you'll go tell them about it it will change their lives it'll change your lives go on it our kids hearing from God in this place, and the kids' church and, and youth group and everything else going on. Chloe came up to us uh, two months ago or so from, from youth group, and it's really meant a lot to me because it was her saying that the Holy Spirit has spoken to her about Dominican Republic, and she had to go because he was telling her to go. It wasn't us. We weren't pushing anything on her. The Spirit of God is speaking to our kids too in this place. So believe big for yourselves and for your kids that God is speaking And the Word of God is here in this room today. Jesus Christ himself is here in this place. And may you hear him even now, in this moment, speak to you these words again. He has something to say to you. He has something to say to you about his love for you, how much he loves you. He loves you passionately. He has a future for you. He has more for you. And he has words for you to give others to help deliver them and bring them into his presence. And so um, I'm going to wrap this up here with a scripture. So I'd love you guys to stand up with me real quick. And if the worship team could come and come up here and join me, that would be awesome. And the prayer team, too. We're going to go uh, into a time of uh, ministry to kind of bring this home and wrap this up. I appreciate you guys hearing. appreciate you guys uh, listening when God speaks. And um, I would love, I'm going to read this scripture over you, then I'm going to pray. And this is Jeremiah 31.3, Okay. I love this because it says the Lord appeared to us in the past saying underline that word saying because he's speaking I have loved you with an everlasting love and I have drawn you with my loving kindness and he's still saying that not just in the past he's saying it right here in the present to you guys I have loved you with an everlasting love and I am drawing you right now with my loving kindness and he wants that to sink deep into your soul deep into your heart he loves you guys he loves each and every one of you and he has more for you there's more there's more for Him and you today. So cultivate that life of seeking God. Uh, Long to hear His voice. Make that a practice, you know. Follow Him and receive it. Just receive it. Receive it and accept His words of love over you and His peace. Today, if you want to hear God for the first time, I encourage you guys to come up. He speaks. He speaks. He might be in a bar. He'll meet you here for sure. You know, He loves you guys. And I also want you to be encouraged in the trials you're facing. Get prayer from somebody who can speak life over you. Hear from God for someone else in this room. If you get a word from someone, go up to him and pray with boldness. Pray for him. Reach out across the aisles to each other. And if here's my heart, if you've never received the living word of Jesus in your life, if you've never had him, you know, ever said Lord to him, you say and follow me today. So just come on up and receive a, a prayer. It's easy, but it's so good, guys. So I'm going to pray, and then just come on up when you feel you, you can. Jesus. You are the living Word of God. In the beginning, you were God. You've always been with God. You are God. And you meet us in our circumstances, Jesus. So come, Holy Spirit. Come and speak to us again, Lord. Fill this place, Lord. Speak the words of love of the Father over us, God. Jesus, bring your peace, Lord God. Speak identity over us, God. We need you. We want an encounter with you, the living God, today, Lord God. The Word of God. Speak. Come, Jesus. Fill our hearts with hope. Fill our hearts with love. Fill our hearts with peace and joy and happiness, God. We want you, Lord. We want everything you have to offer us today. So just come, Jesus, meet us here in this place. In Jesus' name, amen.